This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Quincy and I'm here with Tyler on the Guardians Fancast. Tyler, how you doing? Good. We got day baseball today. Well, day baseball again. Three morning out of baseball, four. I guess, for me. But... <laughs> morning baseball, yeah. That's weird, yeah. I wonder what that would be like. I guess I've never really... Well, no, I take that back because I did watch uh, KBO during the lockout. So mm-hmm. I had to get up at like 5 a.m. to do that. So, yeah, that's true. It was all right. It was good. All right. Well, we don't don't really have a ton of things we can say about today's game uh, because it hasn't happened yet and there's only so much previewing you can do. Uh, So I thought that Tyler and I would be optimistic people as I like to be and we would draft maybe each of us will draft three things that we think could happen in the series that would be pretty surprising if they did so you know obviously we can't pick like jose ramirez hits a grand slam while you could never expect that like you never say like oh for sure that's going to happen it's definitely not like unusual for that kind of thing to happen uh so you know if one of us picks something that we're like all right that's a little bit too obvious then we'll have to uh pick something else does that make sense it makes sense to me yeah all right maybe at the end we'll spend a little bit of time talking about how to get through today's game and so forth all right so tyler you want to go first you want me to go first i will do it let's do it all right so our our lineup just dropped like literally two minutes ago um so oh oh, tell tell me the lineup i didn't hear it um leading off in left field steven kwan at shortstop Ahmed rosario Third base, Jose Ramirez. Right field, Oscar Gonzalez. First base, Josh Naylor. Designated hitter, Owen Miller. Second base, Andres Jimenez. Catcher, Austin Hedges. Center field, Miles Straw. And starting pitcher, Shane Bieber. About what I expected. I really, really had hoped that maybe Tito would switch Naylor and uh, Jimenez this lineup. Like mm-hmm. that he'd finally realize that Jimenez is a much better hitter against lefties. But he just he just likes leaving guys in that general spot where they usually hit so much that he won't do it. <clears throat> well, let's see how it goes. All right. Well, tell me your first pick. So looking at the lineup, um, my first pick is that um, I've been hard on him, I think, on here, or at least definitely offline when talking to my mom. Um, I I believe and I hope that Owen Miller is going to hit a go-ahead something whether it's an ar- <laughs> a single if it's a double in the gap owen miller's going to be productive at the plate nice nice yes uh, and that i mentioned yesterday on the podcast i'm glad that you picked that because i mentioned yesterday on the podcast that i i think that would be my number one thing that i would hope would happen at some point 
And I, and for me, the reasoning comes down to this. I tend to believe that this front office knows what they're doing and is pretty intelligent and knows how to set things up. And so it just boggles my mind that after the that coming through the trade deadline, their plan was like, oh yeah, Owen Miller can be our lefty masher backup first baseman. When all of us who watch the games are like, no, no, he can't. He's that's he's not a good defender at first, and he also uh, doesn't really hit lefties that well. And doesn't have enough pop to do that. Why didn't you add somebody? So if Owen Miller got a hit or two, if cold weather Owen Miller finally showed up in the playoffs, that would make some logic out of everything that hasn't made sense. Yeah, I um, I remember when I was super high on Owen Miller in like the first month of the season. Um, <laughs> As he had a, like a 240 WRC plus, I think so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, well, he won't sustain this, but I mean, surely he'll be. <laughs> if he did, he would passable. be MVP. <laughs> you know, so we all had dreams. But <laughs> so that is my first pick. And did you say, is this um good things for the series or for the game? Oh, yeah, I should clarify. It can be for either. It's just for okay. the rest the rest of the series. So, yeah, for the, for the game is fine. because that's. But, yeah, the rest of the series, too. So, yeah, you could even expand and say at some point in the series, Owen Miller will do that. Ooh. All right, so you took my first one, so I'm going to have to adjust back. So here's my next one. Bo Naylor gets his first major league hit in the playoffs. There you go. I like that one. It's kind of unlikely because uh, I feel like Tito's not actually going to let him bat, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe if there's a tough right-handed pitcher who comes in the game, he gives Bo Naylor the uh, the chance. See the thing the thing about it that makes it so unlikely is that Bo Naylor is there basically as a break glass in case of emergency mm-hmm. catcher. Uh, so basically, Tito doesn't want him to catch, but I could see it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough because I can't imagine him having Bo Naylor uh, catch Emmanuel Classe. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see him at the plate um, for the potential, but yeah, going up, he's definitely not starting any games. And so, I mean, yeah, I guess he would go against someone in the Yankee bullpen, which is better than trying to hit off like Nestor Cortez or something, but um, yeah, that would be cool. Don't, don't want him going up against the lefty. All right, what's your next one? All right. So if we're expanding this to the series, at some point... I think a starting pitcher is going to get in trouble and Zach Plesak's actually going to come in and he's going to, he's going to give some length and he's going to, he's going to look good. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's, it's kind of unexpected, uh, but it, it, I wouldn't put it like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't put it as one of those things. that's like, Oh yeah, I could totally see that happening because it's kind of seems unlikely that he's going to get in the game. Mm-hmm. Although maybe now game five, it's maybe a little more likely, but him giving some good length, like giving like three shutout innings, that would definitely be surprising. Yeah. But you could see just, it happening. Yeah, he's just not anytime you throw a pitcher into a, like a different role, there's a likelihood that they'll struggle. So, you know, for his sake and the teams, I hope he does well. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. I'm gonna go along with my previous theme here. Uh, and some folks have kind of talked about this. Miles Straw hits his first home run of the 2022 season. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> I feel like it could happen, especially 
especially at Yankee Stadium where like mm-hmm. in the corners, anybody really like, yeah, if I got a hold of one, I could pop one out at Yankee Stadium <laughs> in one of the corners. Not against a major league pitcher, just to be clear. Um uh but uh but yeah, I feel like that that's a possibility. But also unlikely. I mean the guy's got 162 games and hasn't hit a home run, but he continues oh. to make every ball that's hit to the outfield look incredibly easy, though. Like, yeah. I, I still can't get over. That's the thing I can't get over about him like that. Eli Morgan uh, gave up that that screaming line drive from Francisco Mejia in the 15 inning game. And, uh, it, and Miles Straw just kind of cruises over there and catches it. And I don't mm-hmm. know a single other center fielder in baseball who could have made that without diving, without sliding. And he's just like, oh, yeah, look what I found. Yeah, if it's the play I'm th- I'm thinking of, um, the camera work also made it look even better because um, the ball looked like it was in the gap. And then out of nowhere, Miles Straw just shows up in frame <laughs> and then catches it out of nowhere. Um, so like, I'm assuming if you had like a like an entire field view, like at the stadium, um, you could attract him the whole way. But I remember just my my stomach sinking, thinking that's in the gap that's going to score someone. And then all of a sudden, Miles Straw is just there and caught it, which um, is I, is Miles Straw a teleporter? That's the question. I hope so, because, you know, <laughs> we might need it. Um, I felt so bad for Oscar Gonzalez um, in right. Oh, field in game I, know. Like, I know. Just how I, I didn't see anyone like super like angry i think people were disappointed but no one was like furious with him the guy just hit a walk off exactly yeah can't be too upset like how how quickly the turntables um (laughs) well the thing the thing i saw i was just gonna say i saw this stupid article from a new york reporter talking about how the yankee stadium crowd ate up the guardians and i'm sure that's what people thought happened there but the thing is those of us who've watched oscar gonzalez all year we know that can happen. Like he's not yeah. a terrible outfielder, but he's definitely prone to the occasional like, uh-huh. oh, I caught the ball. It's a second out. I threw it into the stands. Uh, you know, oh, I didn't quite get down on that one like I should have. He's prone to that. So it's it's a possibility. And I, I seriously like I'm just going to go off on this for a second. Players will talk about a crowd being intimidating, a crowd being loud, a crowd being, you know, kind of distracting or something. But I I don't think that crowds in general swing the outcomes of games because these players have been playing in loud stadiums their whole lives they've had huge pressure on them from the moment they turned pro even before that you know i don't i don't think crowds affect the game that much no i mean yeah the yankee the yankee crowd is annoying but yeah like you said it's it, they're not the only ones who have loud fans <laughs> like yeah they, awesome. they, you know they think that they're special but they're not so <laughs> okay all right my last one this one this is hard because trying to think of like a third thing yeah for this team is is challenging which is good because that means you know they're doing well and it's i mean <laughs> we're not gonna magically get a you know a right-handed power power bat um, <laughs> in the middle of the series so um okay i think um we've we've talked on here on twitter there's been a lot of discussion and i believe that um ahmed rosario is going to make some 
pretty spectacular plays at shortstop throughout the series. Now, oh, there you go. That's that's definitely not something that could be expected. Yeah, that would be cool to see. It would also be cool to see people like myself and others who've said that he's an average major league shortstop. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny because I know that everybody would be up in my mentions and everything about like, <laughs> oh, look, he's amazing because he made some sort of five star play, which obviously any major league player is capable of doing. Right. But you don't necessarily expect it. Yeah, that would be an interesting storyline. I thought it was funny um, on Twitter. I think it was a few days ago. Um, I think you retweeted something or someone tweeted at you about like Oscar Gonzalez. And you were like, yeah, I'm happy I was wrong because like he was he turned out (laughs) to be good. It's like, yeah, like I'm not when I say something that is like upsetting to me about the team, it's not because I hope that they continue to do that i would love to be wrong on all of these things so <laughs> I, I know i was getting on you about being a little eeyore-ish the, yeah, the one uh-huh. game. but but you, i mean i always take it i always take it in good in good faith and i know you did too because oh, I, yeah. I wasn't i wasn't being like i wasn't saying you don't know ball or anything i was just no, saying, no, no, no. hang on hang on to hope hang on to hope well yeah no but, and um, in the in the moment people are prone to like emotional reactions and then you take a step back and you're like actually it's gonna be okay yeah yeah and and i will say like People know, and people who listen to this podcast may know, like if if somebody is just constantly negative and everything is the end of the world, I will absolutely mute you because mm-hmm. you can't survive a baseball season like that. No. Like the playoffs is a little bit different. I understand yeah. like every living and dying with every pitch in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But if if that's just your response to everything, and if your response to everything that happening is like, oh, this is the end, they're gonna lose, then no, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you. Yeah. Uh, but so the other thing I was going to say about Oscar Zolls too, like people I think have been great about that. Cause they've said, Oh, look, here's something you said. Here's something you said. And, and, uh, and I, it's funny. Cause I actually asked, I said the team should bring him up two days before they bring him up. I, I put in the podcast. I said, Hey, well, they should bring him up. They should give him a chance. And I always said that I thought he'd probably hit left-handed pitching pretty well. Didn't know if he could defend well enough to be a, an everyday option out there. And he's surprised me and all those things, but he has hit left-handed pitching pretty well. Uh, as well as other pitching so i'm glad to see it and he's super fun to watch his smile his yeah. back flips everything else he's just he's just a great player and it's great to see all right so here's one of my uh my last one will be my uh kind of i'm trying to think of, of the word to use one of the things that i kind of harp on i'm a big aaron savali fan mm-hmm. so i think that we I think we get to see Aaron Savali in game four, game five. So I'm saying that the guardians are going to win, I guess, game two or game three. Mm -hmm. So we'll see Aaron Savali in one of those games. I'm going to say he pitches five scoreless with 10 strikeouts. How exciting would that be? That would be, that would be like the Ryan Merritt game from 2016 where just out of nowhere just comes down and shuts down a lethal lineup like mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm for it that would be awesome because then you can get the pet you can get the game over to your pen who hopefully at that point is still rested what relatively well or at least less taxed than the yankees bullpen and yeah if, if you're at that point in game five i'm feeling good i mean even if he would come out and give you five innings and two runs would be fine but that's certainly mm-hmm. within expectations so i had to go a little bit a bold take obviously mm-hmm. strikeout rate is the highest this year it's ever been when he's got that curveball working and has this location he is he is very very hard to hit mm-hmm. problem of course is that if a cutter leaks back over the plate they'll hit it a mile yeah but um 
that's that's the issue but yeah i could i could see that happening I, my other choice was going to be cody morris i could see cody morris coming in and giving you a couple scoreless at some point uh but i know there he's another break glass in case of emergency guy all right well how are you feeling heading into today we're about to close up the episode and get it posted so what do you think you know i just want everyone to have a good time no um <laughs> i no, hope I, all the players have fun yeah <laughs> no i this team has a game at Yankee Stadium in the playoffs. They've had an extra day to kind of recuperate. We've got Shane Bieber on the mound who pitched better than you could have hoped or wanted or asked for in his first start. So, I mean, and again, similar to what we were just talking about a minute ago, like once you kind of step back after the um, disappointment of game one, you realize, and a lot of people said on Twitter, it's like, Game one was always going to be the hard one to try and steal. Game two is the one that we have tried to plan that we're going to win. So um, you got people on the mound, you got a chance to win. So take this game, take home field advantage back home and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, this definitely feels like a must win. I have reminded people, reminded people, of course, that the Guardians did lose, did win the first two against the Yankees in 2017, then lost Mm -hmm. the series. But of course, that's very difficult to do. And uh, being who the Guardians are, you don't have like home runs necessarily sitting around that you can count on bringing you back in a series. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with Bieber on the mound, and this being the only time you're going to see Bieber in the series, uh, it's a crucial game. But here's the thing, everyone. Remember, we are indeed playing with house money because this is a very young team. Make the most of the opportunity. Go for it. Should have made a move at the trade deadline, but didn't. Um, and uh, so go go for it do the best you can make as long as run as you can go all out but remember this team is here to stay they're getting valuable playoff experience uh enjoy getting the chance to watch them as long as you can and here's another like side thing the nice thing about the game being early is that all the stress is going to be out of the way quickly guys and then we can have the rest of the day to celebrate or be depressed um, and we don't have to be that depressed. You know, it can be like, oh, all right, well, they get to come home and have a playoff game. And Tristan McKenzie gets to pitch against the Yankees. Last time he pitched against them, he pitched a shutout. So, yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, I think I think everyone's has the specter of 2016 on their mind where they just they think it's like, oh, we got Shane Bieber. But then they're worried, like, what's going to go on the rest of our rotation? Like, we have good pitchers like yeah. Tristan McKenzie at home, Cal Quantra at home, like, mm-hmm. Does... And, and and as I pointed out, Savali is a good pitcher. Yeah. I mean, he's when he hasn't been hurt, he's he's an exceptional pitcher. So yeah, so we've we've got we've got a game to go win in a few hours. So let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you, Tyler. See you. This has been the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.